Perek Zayin Mishta Gimel Bas Yisrael Shnisis the Kohen. If the daughter of Yisrael marries a Kohen, Umeis, and now he died. And the case is where she brought in Son Barzel slaves into the marriage, meaning that the husband owned them, but now that the husband died, his children will inherit them. Since his children who are Kohanim inherit them, the slaves will be able to continue to eat Truma. But the case over here was Vihinicha Mulberis. He, the person who died, he left his wife pregnant. Now, she may be pregnant with a male, and if it's a male, then he also inherits the father. So then the slaves would be owned by the husband's children who are Kohanim, and also would be owned by this male fetus. But the issue is like this. The male fetus wasn't born yet. Since he wasn't born yet, this opinion is going to say, the slaves would not be able to eat chuma because of the part, the chalik, the portion that belongs to the uber, to the fetus. In other words, the fetus is not going to be considered a coin until he's born, even though his father is a coin. So therefore, that's going to prevent the slaves from eating chuma, even though the other heirs, the other ones who inherited from the father Akohanim, but the portion of the uber is going to prevent, which is the fetus, is going to prevent the slaves from eating the chuma. And the Mishnah says, Shil uber posels enomachil. In uber, a fetus has the ability to disqualify the mother from eating chuma, but enomachil, and also has a stringent role of not allowing the mother to eat chuma. I say not entitling the mother to eat chuma. What are these cases? Shu'uba postal disqualifying is a case where it, where the woman was the daughter of a Kohen, so she's able to eat chuma. She marries a Yisrael, and now she's not allowed to eat chuma anymore. Now when she gets divorced or becomes a widow, she would be able to eat chuma again, going back to her father's house, unless she had children from the from the husband who was a Yisrael. Then she would not be able to eat Truma. The children would prevent her. So the mission here would be saying, not only if she had children from the Yisrael husband, it would prevent her from going back to eating Truma, but even if she was pregnant from the husband, that would also prevent her from eating Truma. So that has that stringency. And the Enomachil, it will not entitle her to eat Truma. That case would be the opposite. We have a Bas Yisrael, the daughter of a Yisrael, again, cannot eat Truma. She marries a Kohen. Now she could eat Truma. If she gets divorced, or becomes a widow. So then, what's the halacha? Can she eat, continue to eat truma? The answer is it depends. She can only continue to eat truma if she had children from her husband who was a Kohen. But for Enomachil, meaning, but if she was just pregnant from her husband, then that will not enable her to eat truma. So we see that the Uber does both his posel and it does not enable her to eat truma. Again, when she was a Yisrael, marries a Kohen, gets divorced or becomes a widow. So then the fact that she's pregnant from the Kohen, that will not enable her to eat truma. So that shows that even though if she had children, she would have been able to eat truma. But the fact that she's only pregnant, so that even though that child is going to be a coin, but since the child wasn't born yet, that's not he's not considered a coin yet, and therefore she would not be able to eat truma. And therefore, Rabbi Yossi says that the slaves of Tzom Barzil will not be able to eat truma because they're also they're also inherited by the fetus who was not born yet. So Amurlo, the sages said to Rabbi Yossi, no. Now that you testify to us, meaning you ruled, 
regarding Bas Yisrael Kohen, regarding the daughter of Yisrael who was married to a Kohen who died. That was the case of the Mishnah. And that the, the Son Barzal slaves are not going to be able to eat Chuma because of that fetus, because of the fetus. So, so they asked Rabbi Yossi, Avbas Kohen the Kohen, you should say the same thing. Even if it was the daughter of a Kohen who was married to a Kohen, Umeis, and then the husband died, and left her pregnant, you should say the same thing, that the slaves should not be able to eat Chuma, because of the portion, that's because of the portion of the inheritance that that belongs to the fetus. In other words, the sages understood Yossi different than the way the Mepharshim explained Yossi. The sages understood Yossi that the reason why the fetus prevented the slaves from eating it was not because the fetus is not a Kohen. That's how we explained it. But that's not how the sages viewed it. They viewed it simply because she was pregnant. She had a baby, a fetus inside. The fetus inside that prevented the slaves from being able to eat the truma. So if that's the case, it's just the fact that there's a fetus inside, so it makes no difference what the mother is. It makes no difference what uh, it makes no difference what the what the mother was. Even if the mother was a Kohen, the same halacha should apply because she still has the fetus inside. And therefore they say that according to UBOC, why are you starting the mission of the case of Basi Shosh needs to the Kohen? The same law would apply for the daughter of a Kohen. Marrying a daughter of a Kohen, still it shouldn't work. But the Mephar should explain the Biosi didn't hold that. The Biosi really held that it's specifically because the fetus was to the mother who was not a Kohen, but the mother was a Kohen and the father is a Kohen, then the babe, then the fetus would be a Kohen even before the fetus is born. And that's where Yossi said, said his ruling specifically in the case where the mother is a non-Kohen, but if the mother was a Kohen married to a Kohen, then the slaves would be able to eat the truma.